In your wanderings, you stumble upon a ruined temple buried deep within the heart of the forest. Wary, you continue on through thick overgrowth until you see a clearing that was once an ancient cathedral built by people, now rebuilt by nature itself. In the center is a preserved altar, stacked with various dice of all shapes and colors. As you contemplate what this means, a cloaked figure approaches from the shadows. Welcome, brave adventurer. Have you come to roll the dice? Explore strange new worlds with new strange rules? If you seek adventure worthy of being shared with good friends, you have come to the right place. Just roll for initiative. Welcome to the Nat One Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hey, everybody. This is Nat One Nerds, and we're back at you with another episode of Fate Accelerated. The final episode. Ooh. That's the one where we're going to get to <laughs> review, do our analysis of the system, talk about what we liked, didn't like, answer a couple of questions from you guys. It's just a general feelings episode. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to, kind of like what we did with Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, we definitely wanted to give our, kind of our, at least for now, our final impressions after um, having looked into it, having actually played a session of the, of the system. And all that kind of stuff. We kind of feel like we now have more set impressions that have more weight and merit to it. It's been a good two months with the system, so I'd say that we definitely have <laughs> enough to be able to give our opinions on it. I like how for such a tiny little system that, what do we say it was? like? It's like 60 pages? 60 pages. Hold on. Let me see here. Nope, nope. It's, Not even 50. Um, it's just over 40. 40-page <laughs> 40, 40 system, and we spent two months on it. <laughs> hey, it means that there's a lot to unpack in those pages. It means they're really efficient. That's true. If, if they can get it all down into just a tiny system and us already loving it, because I think we've already kind of given away that we love the system already. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate... Um, Ned and Christian coming on earlier and doing that session with us because they really brought the system to life for us at, as a personal experience. And that was, it was so much better than just listening to somebody play it. Like actually playing the system. I was like, okay, I can see why people play the system. Like it's so Oh, fun. I totally agree. Like I was so lost when it came to character creation for the one shot until he guided us through it. Mm -hmm. And it was so easy. All those worries I had were just gone and it just made sense. Like I don't even know what I was worried about. I know, Christian was kind of like the force guiding us, you know, through. <laughs> I am one with the force, and the force is one with me. I'm, I'm one with the dice, the dice is with me. <laughs> so, no, he, they did such a great job explaining things, um, and we, we definitely appreciate that, and had such a fun time playing it. Honestly, this is a system, if, if you kind of want statements that kind of really sum up how I feel about it, this is a system, not only is it so small... Um, and simple, but because of those two things, I literally have contemplated just carrying this thing around with me in my everyday bag, just in <laughs> case we have an awkward time to kill, like AKA we have an awkward three hours, two hours to kill. Hey, let's everybody spend 15 minutes whipping up characters and let's play just some, do a quick little session. Do fake accelerated. Now that is some amazing improv skill, which I don't have, but would I care? No, I would still probably carry this around with me because I literally I carry this and a couple sets of dice and boom, 
you get. Oh, see, I love improving sessions, so I could do that no problem. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a blast for me. I I do that in D and D, and I <laughs> I was also a theater kid in high school, so goofing off and improving is like part of me. I was an orchestra kid, so yeah, I didn't I didn't do that. <laughs> we had very structured. I mean, there's a whole field dedicated to music theory about how it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was in orchestra in high school too, and it could get pretty risque at times. Yeah, that's back in high school. Yeah, and I haven't touched my instrument hardly since then. <laughs> I've been trying to pick it up, but since I had a kid, it's a little hard to find the time. Oh, yeah. But anyways, TTRPGs yeah. can be really flexible. And when you got some time, if you've got the improv skills, it'd be nice to be able to just throw together a quick game from Fate. Yeah, that's something we we really like about it. That's something I really like about it. And I just love how flexible it is. I feel like with this system... If you're wanting to do a TTRPG story and you're like, I got the story idea uh, and I know exactly what I want, but I'm not sure what system to use. If you're debating systems, I feel like Fate Accelerated is always a safe safety net of a system. Like you can, you can always fall back on this one to do whatever idea you have because it's so improv and role play friendly. It's, it's so flexible. Like if mm-hmm. you want to be superheroes, Fate works. If you want to be like medieval monks it works if you want to do high fantasy it works it's just as long as your imagination can get it to fit within fate then you can do it just fine with no problems yeah and it's i feel like it's not too hard with a little bit of thought to put that imagination to fit into fate because it encourages that yeah i mean but, we played ghosts yeah we were ghosts <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side though it's very flexible and you can play any sort of um, game you want to in Fate. There's also the downside of there's very little supported settings for Fate. Mm-hmm. Of They don't really have set modules like 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons does where you can go play in the Sword Coast or on Kryn or in any of those places. It's all up to you making it up. Yeah, that is the one advantage that Dungeons & Dragons has that most people probably don't consider is that because it's so it's so fantasy- based i mean you got eberron which is kind of pushing the limits a little bit but not really it's still very fantasy heavy well now that i got Spelljammer, which is pretty sci-fi yeah but but it's still all run by magic it's still like it's still heavily utilizing um swords and shield like you're still getting the fantasy elements still well that and there's the benefit of dungeons and dragons has been so big for so long that it's had the time and following to build up all of those settings i'm sure that if fate got as popular as dungeons and dragons it'd have just as many modules out i think it's because it's smaller and newer it just doesn't have that support yet well i think the other reason too that they might not have those modules because they don't want to they don't want to put restrictions on the system at all Mm -hmm. and so i'm okay with them not having like full-blown pre-made modules but if you're especially if you're a game master of any kind and you like having something to work with rather than building from scratch then fate accelerated may not may not be the best system for you yeah see i've always been a half and half game master where i like to have a module to pull from but i also like making my own story out of it and kind of loosely following it yeah I know when I when I'm a dungeon master because again me and Brandon we have our roots in D and D we'll we'll always play D and D at least fifth edition at the very least because um, we really enjoy it. But 
when I when I'm a dungeon master with D and like using source books and or small mini modules that can yeah. easily turn into whatever afterwards. Like it just gives me something to work with. It gives me the sandbox. It gives me the boundaries to work with. And I feel like for me, my imagination, I can my creativity oftentimes thrives when hey, here's a couple guidelines. Here's a couple things to consider. Blah blah blah. But have at it. Oh, cool. Instead of like, hey, we need something creative, go. Uh, uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I like to think I can do improv a bit, but I'm probably not <laughs> as strong in it as I like to believe. Different people have their strengths and weaknesses. And mm-hmm. just like that, systems have their strengths as well. And fate definitely is strong in the roleplay aspect because it's so open and improv heavy. Which makes it great for people that love role-playing in the role-playing games. Which, that's a core part, so I understand there's some people that love that. But for people that, say, love the hard, crunchy rule sets with built characters and combat, things like that, it's maybe not going to be as much their cup of tea. Yeah, I definitely have played with friends that love min-maxing characters and finding loopholes in the rules. Like, that's fun for them. And I respect that. That's super cool. But it's kind of hard to find loopholes in a 40-page pamphlet that is nothing but holes everywhere. Yeah, they, they, they intentionally there. weave a bunch of holes to let you do whatever you want. With them. <laughs> as long as it's cleared with your game master, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No. Definitely always respect your game master. So <laughs> Yes. They have the rights to your character's life if you take them off enough. Oh, yeah. Although a good game master won't take their character's life without permission. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> unless you, I mean, unless somebody does something really dumb. But. Yeah, but in the end, it kind of, I feel like that's something you discuss at the table. Like, are you comfortable with character deaths? Like, if it's something stupid that happens, or do you want me to keep them alive at all costs? Or do you want me to, like, throw them through a meat grinder? Like, everyone has different tastes for what they like in the table. Oh, yeah, beautiful sh- session zero. Yep, it applies mm-hmm. to fate as well. Mm-hmm. So, so another question we like to ask ourselves is, what did we as the host learn about the system? I mean, other than everything, since neither of us had any background <laughs> in fate, I, I feel like there, we came in knowing nothing, and now we come up with all this knowledge, knowing uh, how the system works, how the different aspects work, the traits, and how encounters work, or I guess scenarios it's sorry, still hard to get the lingo down. Got a transition. Yeah. But there's been so much to learn because it's so different from what we're used oh, to. Very different. Very different. Because I, I, I do notice, and I apologize if I've already brought this up before in another episode, but I know when we were first looking at it, you were very highly concerned about how combat and encounters work. You're like, how, how, like, how does this work? <laughs> how the fetch do you do this? So how do you feel about it now that you've actually looked a little bit further into it and actually have done an encounter in Fate Accelerated? I don't know. I think I might want to save that one for our ratings of the system. Okay. But I definitely still have some mixed opinions of the okay. combat slash encounter system of Fate. Yeah, that's true. We do have a combat section of the rating system. <laughs> <laughs> so as for... What we've learned, it's been a wonderful treasure trove of knowledge about how fate works. But we actually had a few questions from our listeners about our podcast and about fate. And it'd be nice to be able to hear from them a little bit. So what kind of questions did we get? 
Yeah, we got about we got about two or three questions. We're still um, small. We're working on it. Yeah, we're still working on it. We appreciate um, again. We appreciate everybody's support, whether it's through likes, um, simple comments of "Hey, way to go," or just simply following, or even just giving us, a, you know, just listening to one of our episodes. Like the small things really do add up, and we really appreciate that. Oh, we're still small enough that we can like appreciate each individual like on every post. <laughs> yeah, um, and as we said. If you send in questions for these kind of episodes, we'll happily shout you out, um, you know, and, and really, really give you the spotlight. So, but our first question comes from Afton, who asked, after experiencing different TTRPGs, which one is your favorite and why? So essentially the question is, um, what are our... Do we like Dungeons and Dragons with Edition more or Fate Accelerated more? Because that's our uh, that's our pool to choose from. I'm gonna leave it a little <laughs> more open and say out of any systems we've tried because I've I've dabbled in a few outside of that. Okay, that's fair. That's but, fair. Like for example, with me, I've done Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, Fate Accelerated, and I've also been dabbling a lot into Pathfinder lately. And actually, I've been finding it's almost a tie between Pathfinder and Fifth Edition for me, hmm. in the way that. Dungeons Dragons is my roots. It's a lot of fun. But when we eventually get to Pathfinder, we'll get to tell you guys all about it. But it's very similar to Dungeons and Dragons, except for it's a lot more in-depth. And my favorite part is there's way more character customization. You don't just pick a class and go down the road. There's so much more branching out and building and specializing, and it makes your characters feel much more like you. So I'd say, honestly, right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Pathfinder. Mm. And that's first edition Pathfinder. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I've been two. learning about second edition Pathfinder, but it's fairly new, and I haven't been looking into it for too long. So we'll have to wait for the jury on that one. Okay, that's fair. What about you, Parker? Um. Well, I mean, if I'm gonna really push the envelope with this question, um, and include a couple systems that I've listened to over podcast, like, um, because that's how I discovered Fate Accelerator was over a podcast, uh, play, actual play. I've also listened to um, some Avatar uh, Legends uh, TTRPG. That'll be a fun one when we get to that eventually. Yeah, I was about to say, me and Brandon are big Avatar The Last Airbender fans. Um, And if you're not, then there's a problem. It's a great show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but they, um, there's a company that got the green light to have an official uh, TTRPG of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's called Avatar Legends. You can play in, I think, the three options are uh, Roku's era. No, you have four options. You can be in Kyoshi's era, Roku's era, Aang's era, or Korra's era as the avatar. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, do you have to be right in there? I don't think so, but like that's kind of the idea. Um, so I've listened to a bit of that. I listened to a playthrough of that actually by our friends at Improv Tabletop. They're the ones that play it, and I really enjoy listening to them play that one. And that one was very... That one's also that one's very character development friendly. It's all about really emphasizing character development and character growth. Kind of like how Fate Accelerator is all about the the role playing improv. This one was about character development, which I really like. So, but I haven't played that one. So, as much as I'm liking what I'm hearing about it and how excited I am to try that system out soon, hopefully sooner than later, because yeah. We really need to prioritize what we really want to do. There's so many cool options. <laughs> There's too many fun There's too many options. Hey, good thing we have a podcast about it. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, we got all the time in the world. Eventually, we get to all of them. <laughs> I know. 
Um, I'm going to stick with just the two that I've actually personally have played. And I, it's so hard because I'm so naturally biased toward one because I've played it for so long. Um, but I would really love to learn more about Fate Accelerated. So I'm actually going to say Fate Accelerated. That's because fair. I like the. Now, I'm not very good at the role playing side of things. I usually play <laughs> kind of quieter characters because I'm not very good at role playing. But I do love the role playing of role playing games. So, yeah, the combat's fun, but I'm not a min maxer. I literally just, when I play DD, I'm like, that's a fun race. That's a fun class. Oh, hey, those don't go together. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to play them together. Like, I don't care. I'm not here to min max it, you know? Um, and that's something else a, a, a game master, or in this case, a dungeon master, needs to be conscious of too. It's yeah. what kind of players that are. Because if everybody's been maxing, then yeah, throw the dragons early, man. Like, but I I do like that. So right now, I'm going to say Fit Accelerated because I really enjoyed it. Um, the ideas that I have, like me and my wife, we had an idea about uh, doing like a, I don't know if it would turn into this, but kind of a murder esque mystery. Uh, yeah with Disneyland at night. And so we were talking about like maybe having literary characters come to life, you know, through Disneyland, but they don't act as their Disney counterparts. They're just using it as a portal and they act as their literary counterparts. Huh? That would so, be interesting. Like, Peter Pan is not as, not as friendly, not as friendly. <laughs> no, he's very a lot more mischievous. Oh, he is the definition of chaotic neutral. And I know a lot of people like to play chaotic neutral characters in D and they have a lot of, fun with that, but I feel like real-life chaotic neutral people... They're scary. They're not good they're people. They're so unpredictable. They're, they're, they are not good people, so... <laughs> but that's that's what I've heard. I've, I haven't read Peter Pan, but from what I've learned from, like, literary classes and stuff, like, in, in passing. So, but I was like, but Fate Accelerator would be perfect for that idea. And, yes, me and my wife did think of this idea while we were sitting for the Peter Pan ride at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I'm going to say Fit Accelerated. That's, that's, that's my a long, fair assessment. That's my long-winded answer. I'm really excited <laughs> to keep exploring it. As I said, I'm probably going to just keep this in my pack because it's just so small. It's always there. Boom. So Oops. what other questions have we gotten? Yes, we got a couple other questions as well. And these last two are from a, a newfound friend of ours named Willow. Um, her first question was... Why did you start your podcast? Because Parker told me to. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think we started this podcast because we both love Dungeons and Dragons. Like, it's something that we bonded over. Like, we knew each other beforehand, but we weren't really close until we started playing Dungeons and Dragons together. And that really helped to solidify our friendship. And as we've grown more as friends, We've decided to branch out more and try other things because if fifth edition is so much fun, why not try other tabletop role playing games? Yeah. I know for me, and I've mentioned this before actually, but the first podcast I listened to that wasn't Dungeons and Dragons, but still a TTRPG podcast was Improv Tabletop and they did Fade Accelerated. That was their big thing. And listening to them and their fun, quirky, weird adventures, um, like, uh, Transformer rejects like some guy turned into a ceiling fan. Like that was his trans. <laughs> Another one turned into a glass instrument. Nice. Yeah, that was hilarious. Honestly, um, Christian actually played the 
lessons from the character. Which, I can totally yeah, see that. It was hilarious. Um, but listening to them have fun, I was like, man, I didn't. I kind of knew that there was other systems out there, but I was like, they must not be that important. But I was like, yeah, because everyone talks about D and D. Yeah, everybody talks about D and D, and for for real reason. Um, but I was like got to learn more about this. So the podcast kind of came as an idea and an excuse to do that. Yeah. Parker initially had the idea of doing a podcast to kind of document our exploration of other systems. And he invited me to join and we kind of have worked on building it and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, as, as you kind of see, we already got a list kind of forming in our heads, like after legends, call of Cthulhu, uh, pathfinder, starfinder, um, all these different other systems that we're very excited to to check out. Oh yeah. So I mean, I've already, if you can, we've already kind of posted photos, kind of uh, giving sneak peeks at potential systems we'll be exploring soon, and they all look so good. Peaks of the books that our wives will let us buy. <laughs> that uh, my wife will let me buy because you're the PDF guy. That's true. I'm all electronic. I I don't have the patience to store a bunch of books. Which is probably why you're pretty glad when I sent you a PDF of the whole little book. Yeah. <laughs> this other system. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier. I was like, oh, Brandon's going to love but this. Then it's so much easier to just read something on my phone on the go instead of carrying a book around with me. See, I, if I'm going to read and actually read, I can do that. It's copy. And that's understandable. I get that. Yeah. So what's that last question? So the last question that our friend Willow asked um, is... Why should you try another TTRPG or tabletop role-playing game when you can't find anyone to play with? So I feel like that's a good question. It's a really good question. And answering, I'm going to kind of split it into two parts. So why should you try another TTRPG? I think that it's really nice to be able to branch out and see what you like. Because as the analogy goes, if all you've ever tasted is vanilla, you're going to think your favorite is vanilla when it really could have been cookies and cream or chocolate or strawberry, and you'll never know. So until you try all those other TTRPGs, you'll never be able to know what you really want out of it. And for all you know, there could be something way more fun out there. And as for when you can't find anyone to play with, that's the wonder of the age we live in now, is there's online communities for everything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you search Discord, social media, Google, you'll find plenty of communities for any TTRPG that you want to play with more than enough willing players to be able to either bring you into their game or start one of your own. Yeah, that's that's definitely the hard thing. I think I think what makes it really hard um, with this question, um, trying to play a different type of... When you're wanting to explore a TTRPG but not finding people to play with, that that's a real struggle, especially if that's being if that's wanted to be done in person. If it's being wanted done in person, then yeah, it becomes a lot harder. So that is true. Then you have to network locally, and that takes a lot more effort. But if you're willing to play online or find people to meet up with, then oh. it's a great place to start online with different servers, Discord, social media. Like I said, there's tons of places you can look. I was about to say there's Pathfinder groups on Facebook, Discord, other social media. There's D and D group. Oh, there. There's D and D groups of the Wazaw. Like I'm sure there are fate groups. There, I I can almost guarantee that there are fate groups. There's Call of. I actually know. I Facebook's already suggested to me Call of Cthulhu groups, um, Starfinder groups. Yep, Pathfinder um, groups. 
Shadowrun groups, yeah. like Blades in the Dark, Blades in the Dark groups. Yeah, I've I've already had those popping up. So, um, if you're willing to play with strangers, then that's an absolute great way to do it. If you're wanting people that you're more familiar with, then that can be hard. But one thing I will say in regards to this question to tie it into Fate Accelerated is that Fate Accelerated is the perfect system to try introducing your friends to. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's not only a good improv role-playing system, but because of how simple and easy it can be, it's a great system to just get people into the TTRPG community. Or It's a gateway drug. It is. It, <laughs> it really is. Um, as if dice wasn't a drug enough as it was. Um, but to bring people not only into the TTRPG community, but to bring people out of their own little niche groups to bring D&D players out of D&D or be willing to come out of D&D occasionally to try their things. It's a great system to do that with. Yeah. So, um, but as far as I said, when you're trying to, I know recently I picked up a new uh, TTRPG system that I'm actually legitimately wanting to really play on my own time. I've already, I've obviously invited Brandon because obviously, because I knew he would (laughs) like it. Um, I don't want to spoil it because just in case we uh, come to it soon, sooner than later. Um, but I honestly just reached out to some friends that had similar interests. Like they were, it's a fa- it's fancy based TTRPG, and I was like, "Hey, you guys like Lord of the Rings, or you guys like Narnia, or you know, you like this kind of stuff. Do you want to try playing this? And I will help you through it." And I think that's I think that's probably one of the biggest selling points is if you're willing to be the game master. Oh yeah, to invite people into. That is a hard part if you're bringing other people in that have never played is the one instigating is probably going to end up being the game master. So if you don't want to be the GM, then don't instigate. Yeah, don't instigate it. 99.99999% of the time you instigate a brand new system to brand new people, you're You're, you're leading the charge. You're the game master. You're the dungeon master, lore master, bookkeeper, whatever it might be, whatever it's referred to. Yeah. You're going to be in charge. But to Afton and Willow, we really appreciate your questions. And Mm -hmm. anyone else who feels like reaching out to us, we'd love to answer yours as well. And hopefully we were able to give a satisfactory answer. Uh, We really appreciate your correspondence. And now that we've gotten a good review of Fate going, ready to give our official ratings? Official ratings, yeah. Let's do this. All right. So our rating system, the way we do it, is we split the games into categories. And if you remember from D&D, we split it into there's character creation, role-playing, combat, mechanics, and complexity. And we give it ratings on a scale of 1 to 10, usually with 1 being lower, 10 being higher. And give it a grade to kind of see how we get an overall feel for it. Oh, yeah. So starting off with character creation, what did you think? Character creation? Honestly, I, I give it a solid, like, 8 or 9. That is fair. Um, because I love how flexible it is and how much you can create, and there are some guidelines for it. I think where the potential problem could be to play devil's advocate is when it's too loose. You know, for people like me that that thrive under a certain amount of structure, if it's too loose and they're not sure what to do, that can be that can be kind of hard in character creation. So that's one thing about D and D is that if you're, especially if you're newer, it's nice to have those options. With Fate Accelerated, it's not, you can be whatever you want because there's no options. Exactly. So if you thrive under options, 
It's kind of like most introverts. It's not that we just straight up don't. We still want the option to go out and socialize. Do we choose it? Not usually. But we thrive <laughs> under having the option to go do that because then we can choose to be introverts and be who we are. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> hopefully that makes sense. So Yeah, for character creation, I was a little harsher. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Kind of for similar reasons of it's very flexible and it's nice because you can build whatever character you want, hence the high points. It's You can do, be literally whoever you want in Fate. And still have like a little, I'm not saying there isn't any structure to the character. It it does give you stuff, but. Well, so my issue with the lack of structure is I feel like it almost robs your character of identity a tiny bit because of the way that, say, if I want to be a expert wizard who's trained for years and is a master of these spells, those spells aren't going to make any difference in comparison to the accountant that I played in the one shot that we did. It's all based on those um, core features of your character, the clever, the sneaky, flashy, all that. And it makes it feel like there's not really any point in building this cool epic character because you can just build a goofball and do the exact same thing. Like a mailman? Yeah, you can be a mailman. Like, for example, if I am a knight who wields the sword Excalibur itself, like that sword Excalibur is not going to do anything for me and for my roles. It's just role-playing. I can see why earlier you, you said, hey, let's let's save my concerns about combat and encounters for the rating system because <laughs> it's starting to come out. <laughs> so hence why I gave it a 6 out of 10 because I love the free reign, um, the free ingenuity you have with creating your characters, but I also feel like it's so free that it kind of robs you a little bit of the identity of what you put into your character, if that makes any sense. See, that's that's interesting that we both had similar concerns, but how we interpreted the concern is, is <laughs> very differently. Yeah, because for, as I said, for me, it's 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 the it's not necessarily identity; it's just the overwhelmingness of not having options per se. But at the same time, I still want to give it a high rating because I would rather have a more open way of making a character than being structured into it. Because like with D anD D. As we kind of mentioned before, all bars are horny, you know. There's, there's always Yeah, there's, the stereotypes are just so quick, so easy to fall into. Even when you're an expert player, it's so easy. But with Fate, you can be whoever you want to be. You can be yourself. You can literally just put yourself on a piece of paper and, <laughs> and be. Which I kind of, well, I don't know. That could be fun to do sometime. It can be fun to do sometime. But I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I would rather have too much freedom than not enough. Yeah. So... I, I'm one of those where I like a little more structure and I like my choices to be meaningful when I'm making a character. Now, as for the next category of role-playing, I'll go first on this one. I gave it a straight-up 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Role-playing was phenomenal in Fate Accelerated. Um, everything is built around it, so it makes sense that that'd be the strongest part of the system. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want. The role-playing is so open. There's no mechanics restricting you into the role play because every mechanic is there to support the role play. Yeah, honestly, I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it a ten as well. Yeah, I gave it a ten as well. I mean, for a system built around it, I would hope it gets you know a solid nine or ten at the very least. So, oh yeah. So, and I I think we've kind of expressed how much the role playing aspect is to that. So I. I think a 10 is perfect for both of us. Yeah, so. no. Well, it is perfect. It's a perfect score. <laughs> we don't give those out very often, so great job, Fate Accelerated. 
Good job. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> so the next one is, oh, this is, I'm going to leave most of this up to Brandon because he's going to have <laughs> lots of opinions. Is combat. On right, a scale well, of, I went first last time. It's oh, your turn to go first. All right. Combat wise, on a scale of one to 10, I would give it, I'm probably still going to be more lenient than you are with this. I'm going to give it a four or five because what made com while the combat wasn't strong at all, what I did like about it though was the fact of how stress works in Fate Accelerated is that you can use logic and philosophy. You can, you can use your words as a weapon without them being laced with magic. You don't need to be a bard and have vicious mockery to do the damage. You can be like, you know, what Watsley and Sam Turner did to the ghost and utilize a book and be like, hey, reread this part. You did make a difference. So, Come on, guys. Yeah. So, but it affected the opponent. It weakened his will to fight. And that, that's a real, I feel like that's a real thing that can happen in life. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was a really cool thing you could do in Fate Accelerated. Now, again, compared to D&D, it's definitely, D&D is a bit more literal, but it's built around combat, essentially. And so in that case, it's better still. But I still wanted to give it give it a solid 4 or 5. Yeah. Maybe a 4.5. If, I'm going to say 4.5. No, that's fair. We can do decimals. I think that, um, well, for my rating, I gave it a 3 out of 10. Okay. I, I didn't go all the way down. My reasoning is, like you said... The stress mechanic is so well thought out, but I don't think it's robust enough to completely repa- replace encounters in general. I think in tabletop role-playing games, the stress mechanic is wonderful for social encounters and maybe even something great to put on top of encounters, but I don't think it works for encounters themselves. And the reason I think that is, again, like I went into with character creation, I feel like it strips me a little bit of the creativity of my character in the way that... I could throw a paper airplane at the enemy or I could blast them with the force of a condensed sun and it's going to do one stress point either way. So why does it matter what I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's kind of my, my only problem with the stress system is it kind of just, it, if it's really fun to mess around with, but I feel like it's not robust enough for it to be the encounter system. Yeah. If you're coming to the table to, to fight some baddies, Accelerated, meh. I mean, if that's really what you want every single session, then probably. And again, like I've said, I tend to be more of a combat gamer. I love the combat in D&D, so I went into Fate, and that was one of the weaker areas. It was a little sad. But I also love the roleplay, hence why I give the roleplay such a high score. Like, mm-hmm. roleplaying in any tabletop roleplaying game is really fun for me. Like, you can ask Parker, in the campaign that we do, I have to shut myself up all the time so the other players have time to actually play. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah which is probably why you love your paladin so much <laughs> you're like, al- you're always getting into trouble under 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 the name of righteousness all the time <laughs> well there, there's evil that needs to be smitten well so anyways moving on from that the next uh thing that we have to rate and fate rate and fate anyways <laughs> is the overall mechanics of the system and how strong we felt they are uh, I'll go first. I gave the mechanics a 6 out of 10. Okay. I felt like the mechanics were very solid for what they were trying to do. For the roleplay system built around social encounters, the mechanics 
fit exactly how they should have. But again, it lost those few points for a lack of robustness with dealing with other situations. It just, they tried to do too much with too simple of a system. Hence why six out of 10, it's pretty good, but it could be better. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I feel like with this rating system, five is kind of average. Yeah. Five like is it's, average. It's, it's not bad. It's it, not it great. Works. It, it works. Yeah. So, um, I kind of gave it a seven, honestly. Um, I'm kind of biased. As I said, I, I, the, the fact that I can role play again, I'm not very good at it, but I, I love the option to role play and I love the encouragement of it so much. Um, and the ability to do whatever I want and having mechanics that allow me to do that are amazing. But as you kind of said, the low, the lower score kind of again ties in back into the kind of a combat encounter. Like it's amazing. But I kind of gave it that higher score because I feel like it, it focused so much on role playing. And because it focused on that, that's what they built the mechanics around. And therefore it worked. And therefore the system is working essentially how it should. Yeah. Really. It wasn't, they wanted the option to have combat in there because that does happen in role playing situations. You do have combat or you get into arguments or whatever. That's part of the role play fun. But so I, I just decided to seven. Um, I felt that there were a couple just places where it could be polished up, maybe a little bit more, rounded out a little bit more, but nothing too too crazy. For what they intended it for, it does yeah. a good job. Yeah, it, it did the job, and I felt like it did a good job at what it was doing, so that's why it's above average for me. Yeah. So for our last metric of complexity, what did you say? Um, I gave it a I gave it another ten, man. I I I do. I feel like. We've only explored two systems thoroughly, but again, from the couple other systems that I've heard from, Fate Accelerate is just such an amazing system to introduce people to because the mechanics are, or the complexity isn't that complex. It's, it's very simple. It's very easy to get into. Um, honestly, you sit down for 30 minutes, explain to people kind of how it works and help them build a character in that time. They're, they're ready to go. I mean, once, 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 once we had done our research and sat down with Christian and Ed and played, we were pretty much ready to go. We asked some clarifying points, but that was more for how the table worked rather than how the system worked. I felt like they were table questions, not system questions. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, because it's such a flexible system, every table is going to be different. So yeah, you'd have table questions. Yeah. So I I just gave it a ten because I just thought it was just it's so simple, quick, easy. Um, I mean, there's easier systems out there for sure, but for a quote-unquote bigger system, it was really good. Because there's one page TTRPGs out there. Wow, I have yet to read. Those that's like ones a whole. Yet, that's a whole thing that I've actually been like introduced to recently. Um, is that there? There are like one, two-page systems out there that you can just get for free. Wow. So I don't know. We'll have to check one out sometime. Do like a little supplementary episode on a one page episode. I'm on one page TTRPG or something. Yeah, that'd be a good one for that. So, but anyway, we'll we'll save that for later. We'll we'll, we'll save the podcast talk for afterward. But, um. <laughs> so for complexity with me, I chose to give it an eight out of ten. Okay. Um, like Parker said, it's very simple and it's a wonderfully easy system to learn. So it gets really high points for that. The only reason it loses points for me is because I feel like it's almost too simple, which again goes with my complaints from before of it kind of takes away from some of that importance of choice when everything's so open. 
So it gives amazing points for how simple it is and easy to learn. But I feel like they could add a little bit of complexity without learning that, I mean, without losing that much of the ease of learning. Yeah. No, for sure. So now that we've gone through all of our ratings, how do we feel overall about Fate Accelerated? Uh, we do a just typical grading system for the overall, and I chose to give Fate a B. I know it sounds like I probably would have gone lower with how many low scores I gave, but because Fate is such a niche tabletop role-playing game that's meant for role-playing, it fulfills its role perfectly. It does an excellent job. And although it has some flaws for when you want to use it for other things, because it's so good at what it wants to do, I'm willing to give it relatively high points for the overall grade. Okay. Nice. I'll say mathematically, this probably doesn't make sense. But, hey, we're not math majors. So yeah. We don't care. <laughs> it's the overall feel grade. <laughs> the only time we do we willingly do math is in TTRPGs. But we're not playing a TTRPG right now. We're just talking about them, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Loopholes. <laughs> so, uh, mathematically, it's definitely lower. It's honestly closer to, like, a C. Like a C minus D with how I added it up. It's 39.5 out of 60. Yeah. So it's probably closer to like a that like seventy ish percent. So that's why I like to give it a grade based on how I felt. Yeah, a general overall feel grade. Yeah, um, feel grade. I honestly give it uh, a minus. I I love how it really emphasizes the role play in a role play game, and I just love how simple it is that you can introduce literally anybody to this. Just about. Like I thought about introducing this to like my younger my wife's younger siblings. So I think oh, they yeah. would love this. Get them into TTRPGs young. Yeah. And I think it's even feed them that gateway drug. Oh yeah. It's even perfect <laughs> at young ages, you know? So, um, but that just, I just love that so much. I makes my TTRPG heart warm. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm going to give it an A minus. So there you have it. That's our overall thoughts on fate accelerated. It's a great system for role playing and what it tries to do, but, has some shortcomings, but that's okay. Like we said, everyone's going to have their strengths and their weaknesses, and Fate just happens to have a really niche and powerful strength in role-playing. Yep, absolutely. So we appreciate you guys for listening to this episode and listening, hopefully, throughout this whole exploration arc with Fate Accelerated. We hope that you've learned a lot about the system, um, whether you you know learn enough to give it a real try or decide that maybe it's you know, not for me, that's okay. But hopefully maybe you know somebody that would like it and you can share it with them at least. So, And worst comes to worst, just try giving it a shot and you could definitely have some fun. It would surprise you. It surprised me with how much fun I had with it. Yeah, just give it a shot by having a one shot. <laughs> so, You're not even a dad yet. You know what? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. So... Well, thanks you guys again for coming around to the Nat One Nerds podcast. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Thanks again to Afton and Willow for giving us those questions. We'd love to hear from you. We're on social media all the time with Nat One Nerds podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We have Nat One Nerds podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're always happy to talk to you, answer questions, just chat. So 
Hopefully we get to hear from you guys, and we will see you for our next episode. Happy rolling, guys.